Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you have joined Calvary Live. Welcome to today's edition of the program. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. I'm your host for the next hour, and I'm here on Calvary Live to take your questions and your prayer requests. As you just heard the number to call in, the call-in number is 303-690-3000. And as we begin at the top of the hour, I would encourage you to give me a call. Grab one of those open lines early, and as soon as the calls come in, we'll we'll go to the phone lines. But 303-690-3000 is the number to call. This is your show, you the listener, uh, wherever you're listening from, and, and whether you're listening in your car or at work, on the radio, uh, maybe at home or perhaps uh, with the mobile app of Grace FM or maybe on the website uh, as you are at work or uh, whatever means that we want to welcome you to today's program. And uh, so give me a call, 303-690-3000 is the call-in show. Maybe you got a question about uh, the Bible, Christian living, our worldview, uh, all kinds of things that perhaps that you wonder about and uh, and maybe uh, this is an opportunity that uh, you get to call in. You, you, you say, "Hey, I want to, I want to call in and maybe get some clarity and understanding on this topic or this question or this verse, uh, whatever the case may be." Where I'm here to serve you, do my best to take you to the Word of God, and also it's an opportunity for you to be prayed for. If you got prayer requests uh, for yourself or for somebody else or situation, please give me a call, and we will gather together. We will join together to to pray over the airwaves. And uh, I remember it was uh, years ago that uh, I was talking to somebody when we first started the ministry. We've been here in Greeley this month, 25 years. Uh, we've had the privilege to minister here in Greeley, Colorado. I pastor Calvary Chapel of Greeley here in Northern Colorado. And and it's it's just been a privilege and a blessing to be able to do that. And I remember somebody called, and we were very, very small back then, and I prayed with them over the phone. And that really just uh, just really touched them and, and made an impact to them. They said, you know, when I talk to people, I realize that I can talk to them and pray with them over the phone. I can talk to them, give them scripture, and minister to them. And he made that a regular practice. And we do that here. We can pray for you over the airwaves, and we'd be privileged to do that. So 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. You can text in a, a question or a prayer request. It's a 24-7 prayer line for you to be able to uh, text in a prayer request, and there will be those all week long that will be looking at those prayer requests and praying for you. So you can call in, and uh, that's a great opportunity for you to be prayed for, and it's a great ministry that's available 
as well. So call in number 303-690-3000, the text line 720-336-0897. I'll repeat those numbers throughout the show. Get them in your contact, then you have them. If you want to be a part of the show, you can just pull it up and you can get a hold of us. I want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners along the front range here in Colorado. You're listening live on this cold, snowy Tuesday afternoon. I know it's snowing uh, in many parts of our listening area right now. And uh, so drive safe and be careful. We need the moisture. Uh, the mountains need it. We're uh, For those of you who are listening in different parts of the country, Snowpack is really, really important for us in Colorado. And where I live in Greeley, it's an agricultural area. And we uh, depend on the reservoirs being full and the snow melt-off. All the water in Colorado runs out of the state. Uh, None of it runs into the state. So uh, water is a very precious, uh, valuable resource. And uh, with the state growing, uh, it's, it's getting to where... Uh, we need to be very, very resourceful and careful with the use of water. So we, in other words, we just need it. And we've just gone through a drought and terrible fires. So we're praying for more snow, the snowpack to catch up. Pray for us here in Colorado and in the West for the drought situation that we're in. But we want to welcome you. Just be safe. Also, our signal reaches 89.7, clear up into southern Wyoming. You and Cheyenne and Laramie, let me know how you're doing. Love to hear from you guys in Wyoming. Uh, just love the state of Wyoming and visiting you guys and uh, spending time up there. So give us a call, 303-690-3000. Also, we'd like to uh, welcome those who are listening on other Christian radio stations. For example, Hope and Truth FM on the East Coast and Maryland and Pennsylvania and New Jersey and Tennessee and parts of North Carolina. We just welcome you. And as you're listening on the radio station, uh, you are a week delayed, but you can call at that number I gave you, the call-in number, and we'll have a conversation. And then uh, we will uh, you'll be able to listen to it, that is, next week on the air. But we have online listeners from all over the country. Welcome as you're listening online, whether it's on the West Coast or the East Coast or down South or in the Midwest, we just want to welcome you to today's program. So we got a couple open lines. Love to talk to you. Let's talk about the Lord. This is a, a wonderful opportunity for us to be blessed, encouraged, um, to get some answers, to to just um, enjoy this hour and see what the Lord has for us. So Got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. We are going to go to the East Coast, to Maryland, where Juan is on line one. Hi, Juan. How are you? How are you? I'm all right. Thank you. Good. Thanks for calling Calvary Live. My pleasure. What can we we do for you? Okay. Love to pray for Um, you. The the first name is Kenneth Mann. He's been uh, ill for a few months uh, since last year, been hospitalized. And the other request is for my um, hardness tea. He's been with um, migraine problem, and the doctors okay. cannot find uh, the problem. What is uh, what is that for? Or causing? Okay, and that's that's for who the migraine. The main grain is for Mike Hardenstein. Okay. okay. 
Absolutely. And, you know, the Lord cares for everything that we bring before him, Juan. So, Father, we pray for Kenneth. We pray that he's been ill for a few months. Um, He's been hospitalized. Lord, we pray for your healing touch upon him, that you would just, uh, just bless him, strengthen him. And, Lord, we pray for Mike, for the migraine problems that he's had. And migraines can really just uh, be so bad that you can't move, you can't function. So, Lord, we just pray for your healing, relief to them. Lord, that you bring comfort to them, that you administer to their bodies. And, Lord, I just pray that um, as we can come to you, you're the great physician. So bring healing to both these men that Juan cares about and is presenting them to us so we can present them to you, that you would heal them from the top of their heads to the heel of their souls, and Lord, make them whole. And and I think about how in the Gospels uh, that when Jesus was healing that the people said, he does all things well, and Lord, we know that you do. So you care about these two men. We pray for your mercy, your grace, your healing touch to be upon them. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Hey, God bless you. Thank Juan. God bless you guys out there in the Good East night. Coast. God bless you too. All right. Hey, maybe you got a, a prayer request um, for somebody, or maybe you got a question. We got all open lines right now. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. The text line is... Seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Love to uh, just talk to you and um, to be able to to answer your questions or your prayer requests. And uh, we just got another prayer request. Just praying, and this has been coming up a lot uh, on the show the last uh, couple of weeks. And uh, could we pray for America leaders in our communities? And, and we are commanded as Christians that we are to pray for our leaders. And sometimes we don't want to, sometimes we resist that. But I do want to read to you as that question has come up that Paul is he's writing to Timothy. And I want you to keep in mind that as Paul is writing to Timothy, he's writing during the time that Caesar Nero is the emperor of Rome. And we know that that was a very difficult time for the Christians. Caesar Nero, he persecuted the Christians. As a matter of fact, it was Caesar Nero that um, ended up putting Paul to death and also Peter to death as well. And Peter in his, um, or Paul in his first letter to Timothy, that he says to Timothy that I exhort you, first of all, that supplication, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So that's a very important command that's given to us. And also Paul writes in other places, and Peter as well, that we are to pray for those who are in leadership and, and those who are in authority. So, Father, we do that. We we have this prayer request. We ask that you would uh, pray. We pray for our president. We pray for our leaders as a new Congress has been sworn in. We pray for our leaders here in this state, and that, Lord, that there be a turning to you, and uh, there be a recognition um, that a nation is blessed when they look to the Lord. Um, bless us, the nations whose God is the Lord, is what your word says. And I know that there has been 
so much going on, and and uh, we get concerned. But Lord, we just pray for our president. We pray for our leaders. We pray that there be a spiritual awakening. That there would be the voice of truth among those Christians that are there um, to be light, and that uh, Lord, you would work, and that we as a nation, our communities. Uh, that we would turn to you, our states, that we are far from you, that we would repent from our sins, and Lord, that we would look to you because you are our hope. You're our hope. And David would write, some trust in horses and chariots, but we will call in the name of the Lord. And that's where we need to be. And so, Lord, we just pray, because uh, I know that you desire for all men to be saved, to come to the knowledge of the truth that we would be a light, we would stand for righteousness. We pray for your working in the hearts of men and in the hearts of our leaders. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Hey, all open lines that I see right now, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. That's the call-in number. And the text line is 720-336-0897. This is Pastor Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you this afternoon on this cold, snowy afternoon, at least here in Colorado. So I pray that you're safe. Uh, be careful as you're out there driving. Maybe you're in rush hour right now and uh, on your way home. Uh, and uh, we just pray that everybody takes their time. If you text in a question or prayer request, be safe as well as you do that. But if you have the opportunity, give me a call and love to be able to talk to you. And um, looks like we got plenty of opportunity for you to just be able to do that and to uh, to be ministered to. Uh, 303-690-3000. We're going to go back to line one where Joe from Lamont has a question. Hi, Joe. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Um, so a friend of mine turned away from the faith, and um, the the next night after he was talking to me, I, I kind of stumbled across Second Peter, where it talked about people who once knew the faith, and uh, once they leave it, basically, I think it says something along the lines that they're worse than they were before, and you know, like a dog returning to its vomit. So I guess that almost makes it seem like people had the Holy Spirit and then they lost their salvation. So I guess it's a question uh, on the context of that verse. And also um, just, I guess, my friend, too. But Yeah, and, you know, that's it's sad when that happens, right? We care for our friends, and somebody has a profession of faith. It seems like um, they, you know, are... Uh, what seems like that they are believers. Um, and Peter in the second epistle, um, these are the last words of Peter before he's put to death by Caesar Nero, that he's writing to them about uh, false teachers and, and false doctrine that was in the early church. And he ends the chapter, and I believe this is what you were referring to, Second Peter chapter 2, verse 22, but it has happened to them, according to true proverb, a dog returns to his own vomit, and a sow having washed to her wallow in the mire. So as he's talking about the danger of falling away and falling after false teachers, the false teachers, you know, will do this. And um, and he he makes it, the, uh, you know, he likens it to the display of a, you know, I think a lot of us that have pets have seen a dog do that. Um 
And so what Paul is saying is that um, it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness. Those are pretty heavy words in the chapter that he writes. Um, It has what appears to be the appearance of people losing their salvation. Um, He escapes those who have escaped the pollutions of the world, uh, and he speaks to those who did this through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and to those at one time who have known the way of righteousness. So that's the chapter. And Mm -hmm. so there's a debate on that. Is the issue whether is Christians lose their salvation, their status as a Christian, the fall away to damnation? Or I think the best way to understanding this issue is certainly those who appear to be saved. And and the thing is, when I go through the Scriptures, I, I really see the security of the believer, you know, that we are kept for salvation. Peter, in his first epistle, would write something very important. So he said that, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that does not fade away, listen, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept Mm -hmm. by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. So you go through the scriptures and, you know, that whoever's in the Father's hand will not be plucked out. Uh, We are kept for salvation through the power of God. So there's the security of the believer that is spoken of, that, you know, we're born again by the Spirit of God. There's nothing really in the Scripture that talks about being unborn again by the Spirit of God. So the question is, the debate is, were they saved and they've fallen away to damnation, or that is, they've lost their salvation, or they were they even saved in the first place? Was there a true conversion? Now, we know that only the Lord knows that, um, and only the Lord knows the heart, but that's where, you know, the question comes in. So Peter is talking about those who maybe had a knowledge, maybe um, seemed like the, there was uh, those who had the appearance to be saved, uh, those who fit the description uh, can end up in a place where it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness. So it's a difficult, difficult passage, um, and, um, you know, you can look at it in different perspectives and stuff. But um, you certainly just want to keep praying. I, I, it's it's hard to to look at that and see that somebody who seems like they just they were maybe on fire for the Lord one time, um, but were they really saved? Uh, all I can do is is stand on what the Scripture says that as we come to the Lord, we have security in our salvation. But there is that warning that is given in falling away. There's warnings throughout the book of Hebrews. Peter gives us warnings. And we're not to play games with our salvation. And and I have no problem in saying, you know, there's some real warnings that are given to us in Scripture about falling away. So um, I'd like to stand on the security of our salvation, that once we are kept for salvation, that it's a work of God's salvation, that there's a new heart, a regeneration, born again, we're in his hands, you know, all those things, but the warnings are there as well. Mm-hmm. So I probably um, didn't help you out a whole lot, did I? <laughs> it's, not, it's, yeah, you did in the, in the context of that verse. I think it's just 
for my friend. Yeah, it's one of those things where I think he was involved. We, I was involved with him in an unhealthy um, spiritual setting, and I think that was hard on him. And then um, he was in some unhealthy relationships with some girls, and it, it just seemed like there was just kind of steps that kept kind of he, he would take and cause hurt and then cause more doubt. Um, but, um, yeah. And that's, you know, that's the thing, Joe, that's the thing about, that's the, the real serious consequences of, um, the false teachers and the deception of false teachers and leading people astray and the apostasy, the falling away out of truth. And, um, and that's why it's so important that we remain in the word of God. But uh, again, I, I, you know, I, I don't like the idea, I don't even like that term, lose your salvation, because to me it's like, you know, I lost my car keys, where are they? You know, I can go back and find it. I really believe that somebody sincerely comes to Christ, that they're born again by the Spirit of God, that we're secure in our salvation, but I um, also know that the Bible gives warning about drifting away and about falling away, and and that's, you know, the book of Hebrews talks a whole lot about that. Um, about those Hebrew Christians that were turning back to those things and trusting in those things that were not going to bring them, you know, that doesn't bring you salvation. So there are those who have the appearance of being a Christian, but were they saved in the first place? And I am not going to get into the whole issue of, of judging people's hearts. Only the Lord can do that in a just way, in a perfect way. Um, but, you know, for every one of us, I always ask people, where are you at today? Where are you at today? Do you have faith in Jesus Christ? And turn to him. And don't play games with your salvation. So, Joe, good question. Well, uh, yeah, you mind praying for him? His name's Jordan. Jordan? Yeah. Father, we do pray. Joe calls up for a friend that he cares about, and... We pray for Jordan, and we just pray that there would be truly a coming back to you. And, Lord, that we thank you that salvation is your work. And, Lord, that we know this, what the world can do, um, it derail us, uh, false doctrine, all those kinds of things. Um, but, Lord, you know exactly what Jordan has gone through. We just pray that he would come to the saving knowledge of the truth, that you would just be with him, that you help him, that you would open his eyes spiritually, that he come into saving grace and faith in you, in Jesus Christ and the cross. Lord, just be with Joe as he ministers to Jordan, to be able to minister truth to him and to uh, do it in love. And so, Lord, we just pray for your hand to be upon Jordan and opening up his eyes and his heart to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks, Joe. Appreciate your call. Yeah, thank you. God bless you. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Love to talk to you about the things of the Lord, and some of the questions are very difficult, and some of these issues that we talk about are, are hard, and they've been debated in church history throughout the years and throughout the years and and um you know as we look at scripture and and uh and uh, it you know we 
we want the clarity, but we don't always know what's in a person's heart. Did they really get saved or, you know, just an appearance of being a Christian? Um, um, but I really believe in the security of, of you know, the you know, salvation of a, a believer that comes to Christ and we belong to him in the family of God. So, But we don't want to play games with our salvation either. Hey, let's go to Chad in Centennial. Hi, Chad. Oh, hi there. How, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Thanks for calling Calvary uh, Live. Well, well, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. The thing is here, I don't want to make this fairly quick because uh, it's, it's uh, a very fascinating situation due to uh, job searches uh, that are challenging and then the pandemic hitting. Somehow uh, I answered an, an ad from Indeed.com to help somebody out with my skills as a medical therapist in Columbia, Missouri. I got there. That didn't work out, but they got me to another place, and the person thought there uh, as a therapist I was just absolutely top-notch and made me an offer and waited six weeks for me to get there. In the meantime, a, refer- uh, uh, a resume that I got up to Erie, Colorado, uh, to a chiropractor. Uh, uh, I got a call there, went up there, worked on the chiropractor, a very blessed situation there. And eight days later, she hired me. And now I'm caught between two people after having nothing going on for, you know, 18 months. <laughs> suddenly I have two people, yeah. exactly alike, both think I'm valuable. And it's not a commute. It's eight, almost 800 miles there. So what I'm yeah. praying for is that the best situation will develop. Uh, this yes. will work out for the very best. Uh, I can't choose between the two hardly, you know. I'm just hoping that the circumstances develop, that it becomes clear what's the best route to go, you know. Right, right. And, you know, the Lord desires to give you a peace that rules in your heart. And Paul writes, he prays that in Colossians chapter 3, may the peace of God rule in your hearts. And that word rule literally means to make the call. It, it, it's likened to an umpire that's making the call, and he's going to make the call for you. And he promises right. as you go to him for counsel that he's going to be a voice behind you saying, this is the way walk in at Isaiah chapter 30. And he's going to make the call and give you that peace. So Father, I just pray for Chad. I just pray that you would help him in this decision. He's waited, he waited, and you answered, and he has two great opportunities right before him. But Lord, I just pray that you would guide him to the right job, to the right place, a great opportunity. And Lord, that you give him a peace that rules in his heart, speak to him in a still small voice, and that you would be one, that uh, you would just uh, be that voice saying, this is the way. Go to this one or go to that one. Go to the left or go to the right. And as he continues to seek you, even as he calls the show here and asks for prayer, that you would just place it upon his heart where he should be. And Lord, I thank you that for these opportunities. They're working out very well. And Lord, that it would be a great job for him for, for a long time to come. And Lord, uh, there'd be just it'd be a blessing to go to work. You provide through that. And Lord, that he would know that you directed him in the decision that he's going to make. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Yeah, yes. Thank you very, very much. This is one of the, a wild situation, a beautiful thing. But, you know, you can't be in two different states. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you can't. And you know what? Let us know how it goes and what you ended up deciding. Love to hear from you. Well, look, I deeply appreciate that you've taken the time. It's a beautiful prayer. And, 
you know, we just have to let go of these things and uh, yep. get the clarity we need. And God bless you very much. And you, Thanks, I hope Chad. that the rest of your day is, is you're helping everybody that you can. Thank you. Thank you, Chad. God bless you. Be careful out there. Hey, oh, we're yes. getting ready. I, I can't believe yeah. the cars that are struggling out here today. Be careful. Yeah. yeah. Take your time. So thanks, Chad. Appreciate it. Hey, we're going to go to break here in just a little bit. You're going to hear the music. It's the only break of the show. So we got all open lines right now. Maybe you need prayer. You got a question. The call-in number is 303-690-3000. Grab one of those open lines. The text line 720-336-0897. We're going to be right back. But take the time. Grab the phone. And uh, we got plenty of time to take your call. So we're going to be right back after the break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So good to be with you. My name is Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you uh, on this snowy day. It's snowing here in Greeley. We welcome the snow, but be careful as you're out driving. I want to welcome all you who are tuned in wherever you're at throughout the country and whatever means as you're listening, perhaps on a mobile app or on the computer. Uh, we welcome you to today's program and uh, got plenty of opportunity for you to call in and to be able to ask a question or to give a prayer request. So you just heard those numbers given to you. I'll repeat it. Call-in number is 303-690-3000, and uh, we got a couple open lines, and the text line is 720-336-0897. Be careful when you're texting, but love to hear from you. And uh, we're going to go to the to the phone lines in just a minute. Just want to remind everybody that here at Calvary Greeley in northern Colorado that we are doing in-person services on Sunday, 8, 9, 30, and 11. More and more people are coming back. We have children's ministry available for you at all three services to check in your little ones or the the nursery, toddlers. Also, uh, middle schoolers meet at 9.30 and 11. Look at our website, calvarychapelgreeley.org. We got the e-bulletin that's there. Uh, We have a mobile app that you can download. It gives you all the information that's taking place here at Calvary Chapel. And we're also uh, beginning to ramp up again after the holiday season and just kind of waiting to get through January. But we are starting men's study tonight. Got a men's study at 7 o'clock through the Book of Philippians. Guys, just bring your Bible. Uh, Ladies' study that is starting next week. There's a Zoom option and an in-person option. And, And so we got a lot of ladies that are interested in that. If you're interested in that, maybe you're interested in a Zoom option. We even got uh, some from out of state that are joining that lady study. I, I think there was somebody from Tennessee that was going to join it. Please give us a call, and and we'll give you all the information about it. But I know people are hungry to be in fellowship, and, and it's been a long time. We've been maneuvering through this COVID, and uh, we just pray we can get through it and um, that, you know, we can— that the Lord just heals our land. And uh, I know also that there are those who are more susceptible to 
to, you know, COVID or uh, need to be careful. And so you're still doing online. We have online on Sunday mornings at all our services for you to join. We're going through Matthew. And then also on Wednesday night as we're going through the book of Ezekiel, tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, the online service that we're doing on Wednesday night. So um, we'd love to have you join us. Uh, We'd love to meet you if you have opportunity as you live here in northern Colorado to come see us at Calvary Chapel Greeley. All the information is there. We're easy to find here in Greeley. So check it out, calvarychapelgreeley.org. And uh, we'd love to serve you in any way that we can. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Wheat Ridge, where Joseph's on line one. Hi, Joseph. Uh, uh, thank you for taking my call, uh, Pastor Fig. You bet. So, um, yeah, Revelation chapter 12, verse 4, you know, I, I'm paraphrasing, but, you know, it says um, Satan, the dragon, you know, with his tail, um, dragged the third of the angels and, you know, threw them down to the earth. Now, was that before um, God created human beings? Yeah, and here here's what's going on in Revelation. Revelation chapter 12, we are getting into, as you look at it chronologically, it's in the middle of the tribulation period. So chapter 11, there's, you know, measure the temple. Chapter 12 is speaking about how the Antichrist, what he does is when he goes into the rebuilt temple, that he's going to proclaim himself as God in the temple of God to be worshipped as God. That's 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And then at that time, as the Jews are going to reject him as, you know, as him being God or their Messiah, he's going to heavily persecute the the Jews. And so that's the, the heart of, and the subject of chapter 12 of the book of Revelation. Okay. And and so what happens is, is they're going to flee. He, he's speaking about the woman. Uh, the woman uh, is speaking of Israel that gave birth to the child. It's not the church. We didn't give birth to the Messiah. It, Israel did. So Israel's going to have to flee out in the wilderness. But there's that interesting verse that you mentioned in verse 4 that talks about that uh, the dragon looks to the earth. He drew a third of the stars of heaven, threw them to yeah. the earth, and the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour the child as soon as it was born. That's what it's speaking about, that, um, that you know, he's going to go after Israel. He's going to persecute the Jews very, very heavily. So the fallen angels, a third of the heaven, there's this war in heaven that takes place at that time. Now, when did the angels fall? We know that Lucifer was a beautiful you know, angel. He was a cherub that we know, um, that Ezekiel describes he was a worship leader. Uh, Isaiah yeah. chapter 14 says that he became prideful. He wanted to be worshipped as God, so he rebelled. And some of the angels rebelled with him. So did that happen before he made man? It seems like to indicate probably it did, but we don't know exactly when that event took place. Here's the thing. We do know that when Adam and Eve were in the garden, that the serpent came and deceived Eve and, and, and Adam to eat of the tree, right? So we, we know that it happened at that point, but we don't know how long it was from the time that Adam was created and Eve until the time that there was sin. 
and then there was a fallen creation. We don't know how long it was. Sometimes we think that God created Adam and Eve, and then 10 minutes later, here came the serpent. It could have been years, right? So, it, yeah, I'm having... I'm just asking a hypothetical because this is what I'm getting at. So let's say, if you will, um, it was before God created human beings, that, you know, um, the third of the angels and Satan fell down to the earth. If you will, you know, we know that it's a third of a unnumbered amount, right? It's, the angels aren't numbered, correct? You can't say it was like a million or two million. They're not numbered, correct? Right. We don't know exactly what so, a third is, how many. Okay, so if you will, uh, hypothetically, could we human beings be the ones that replace the third of a, num- a numbered amount? You know, that's why God created human beings, so we can replace the third that were lost, angels? No. The Sadducees came to Jesus and and started asking him a question. And it's interesting that the Sadducees were trying to, to trap Jesus in the questions that, that they were asking him. They asked him about marriage, and, um, and, and Jesus said, we're not going to be given to marriage. And he gave the indication, we're not going to be angels. Sometimes people say, we're going to be angels. He said that, we're, we won't be married. We won't be given to. Um, I'm going to try to read it to you specifically in that question that they had. But we're not going to be angels. We're going to be have glorified states. Matter of fact, First Corinthians tells us that we're going to be judging the angels. Um, angels are ministering spirits. Angels were not redeemed by Jesus. Man was redeemed by Jesus. Uh, man was made in the in the likeness the image of God, not the angels. So we're not there to replace the angels. We are not angels when we go to heaven. There's no indication of that uh, in the scriptures. Matter of fact, the scripture says we'll be like the angels. We won't be like angels. We'll be like the angels in that we're not going to be given to marriage and we're not going to, you know, have children and all that. So we won't be angels. We'll have glorified bodies, um, and uh, we'll be judging the angels. Thank you. That explains it. Thank you. Yeah, and, and a good question, because, you know, sometimes, um, Joseph, some people think, well, we're going to be angels, and we're going to have wings, and we're going to be playing the harp. No, we're uh-huh. going to be ruling and reigning with the Lord. And and we don't know exactly what that means um, when Paul says that we'll be judging the angels. I, th- I think what we'll be doing is saying, okay, we'll be using them as we rule and reign. You go over there, you do this. You know, I, I, I'm simplifying it, but we are not going to be angels. Uh, we are going to be, you know, we're going to be with the Lord in our glorified bodies. So good question. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bless you. All right. Thank you. You bet, Joseph. Be careful out there. 303-690-3000 is calling number. Text line 720-336-0897. Anna from Thornton. Hi, Anna. Hi, Pastor. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, I'm calling good. in for a prayer request today, um, asking yes. you guys to pray for me. Um, just explain my situation real quick, just in case other people are struggling with it, too. Um, mm-hmm. I have four children. Two of them are my biological children, and um, two of them are adopted from my husband's sister uh, because they got taken away from her by the state. Um, okay. And I just 
I just want you guys to pray that I can have love for the two children that aren't biologically mine. Um, right. It's like a great struggle in my life, you know, because God says that we will be known by our love for each other, and I'm in the situation where I can't love them, and I don't know. I I don't know if I um um like blame them because of uh, maybe the responsibility that um, came into my life. And I have, um, you know, I used to fight this feeling like, oh, well, they're not, it, they're not really my responsibility, but, you know, God put them yeah. in my life and I just need to learn how to love them. So please pray yeah. for me about that. Absolutely. And, and I really, um, I commend you for calling and in the honesty of your heart, just saying, I need help in, in loving them because you, you touched on it. Love is a choice that we make. And and it's not always this warm, fuzzy feeling, but you know that that God has put them into your life and in your place and for help, you know, that Lord that I would love them the way that you want me to. And we all need that. But these are your adopted children and God has given them to you and there comes the responsibilities and I, I just appreciate your honesty. And so, Father, I pray for Anna. She comes in the honesty of her heart. She says, help me. And, and, and Lord, help her to, as she makes the choice to love these two adopted children that are hers. And, Lord, uh, for her family and part of the family, that you would just place that love in her heart. And, Lord, you're the one that can do that. Um, more than just a, a brotherly love, but an agape love. And, Lord, that gives for the sake of giving. And, Lord, that you would just uh, confirm that in her heart. And, Lord, help her be the mom that you call her to do, raising four kids. I know I, I raised four kids. And just all the, the responsibilities and um, the daily um, things that come with it and the challenges that you be with her. Help her be the mom that you call her to be, the loving mom to just love them with the love of Jesus Christ and knowing that uh, you have given them to her to to be a blessing um, and that you love those children. So just place that love in her heart and, Lord, just confirm it and work it in her heart in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for praying for me, and please continue to pray for me. Absolutely, Anna. And you keep in touch. You need prayer anytime you let us know. All right. Thank you so much. You have a good day. You bet. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. 720-336-0897 is the text line. Let's go to Jersey. John's on line three, South Jersey. Hey, John. Hey, Pastor. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I have uh, have a burden. Uh, it's a healthy burden, and I believe all believers uh, can be in agreement on this one. Uh, I've been stirred up lately. Uh, we support uh, pro life, of course. Uh, you know the murdering of the unborn. What a horrible scar that is in our country. And mm-hmm. we support those local. Uh, but I understand the Supreme Court is going to take that up again. And I'm just believing a lot of people tell me, oh, it's just impossible, and no, this and that. And I uh, had 
someone uh, who I respect, uh, Bill Lukeman, pastor of 9.5, yeah. that star. You know Bill, uh, Bill Lukeman. Yeah. He said, we need to ask for God-sized prayers, only something that God can answer. And yeah. We can't take no credit for Although we support the local uh, adoption agencies and pro-life groups, uh, just an extra special burden God's placed. Uh, and I'm believing they can be overturned, because He's a God. Yeah. Nothing's impossible for our God. And yeah. it's coming up soon, and I know we had thousands of people joined together praying, and uh, that's that's why I called the power of prayer. Yeah, absolutely, and praying, um, you know, because we do stand for life. You know, Amen. the Lord said in His Word, choose between death and life, Amen. and we choose life, don't we? Yes. Yes. And and we stand for sanctity of life, and you know to support those ministries that are out there uh, because it's so mm-hmm. difficult. You know they don't get funding from the government, yeah. mm-hmm. and we support um, the resource center here in Greeley's incredible ministry. Uh, yeah. Gail Holmes, who uh, oversees that ministry, we've we've known her for many years, and mm-hmm. sometimes the the prayer requests that come in just break your heart. Yeah. But we need to pray for our nation and. And Father, we do, um, yes. because these children that are, even as the psalmist David writes in Psalm 139, are wonderfully made yes, Lord. And, and woven together. You know them. You, you knew them even before the world was made. And Lord, they are precious in your sight. Yes, Lord. We know that millions upon millions of unborn children have been taken. Yes. It's the sin of our nation, a stain on our nation. And even in the world, we see um, just a devalue of the unborn child, a devalue of life even in some ways. And Lord, I just pray that um, it would be, as this case comes up in the Supreme Court, that there be favor for the unborn child, protection. But Lord, I even pray more than that. I pray that there be a spiritual revival that people would say that it's wrong we also want to pray for those who perhaps may be listening that maybe have gone through an abortion and their hearts are broken and the guilt is heavy, that they would know that there's forgiveness and that um, the Lord forgives them. But Lord, I pray for turning to you, confessing our sin, and Lord, that we would protect the most vulnerable, uh, the baby in the womb. And and Lord, that uh, we would see it that life is valuable because that life is valuable to you. Thank so, Lord, we just lift all this up in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, we'll keep praying. We'll keep praying, John. Yes, yes. Never give up. That's right, Pastor. Thank you. Uh, praise the Lord. You bet. Bye. Thank you for calling. John calling from South Jersey and Hope FM. So good to be a part of you guys there on the East Coast on Hope FM and Truth FM on the East Coast. And what a blessing. Bill Lukerman and, and, uh, that has had so much in the radio ministry to do with Hope FM and stuff. So we send our greetings to him. Uh, just grateful that for um, this, you know, just to be a part of your guys' life. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Let's go to Chris and Parker. Yeah, Hi, Chris. Pastor, how are you? Good. How are you today? Uh, thank you so much for taking my call. And just yeah, reiterate, thank you so much for that prayer about abortion. I 
I truly believe that is the by far largest sin of our entire generation. It's actually unbelievable. Yeah. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my question was, you know, I've you know read through the Bible many times, read the story of Solomon, and it never crossed my mind before until this week when I was reading it. You know, Solomon prayed for wisdom to lead the nation of Israel, and obviously God was really pleased with that and gave him, you know, he's the smartest person who's ever lived, right, before him, thereafter. Right. him. yeah. Um, all that being said, you know, towards the end of his life, he started to be attracted to women who were of other nations, falling after their gods, still turning away from God, but yet he was the smartest person ever lived. And obviously the entire Old Testament, you know, as well as most of the New Testament, is, is basically depicting, you know, people turning from God, like turning and, and disobeying, you know, even from David with Uriah and Bathsheba right. and all that. Um, but, but I guess more what I'm getting at is the smartest person who ever lived still did foolish things, and right. it's twofold. I mean, you know, the Lord's redemptive love, right? But then also I just wonder in my mind, it's like, is that kind of the path? I mean, the smartest person ever was sinning, so is that just kind of, I guess, all of our walks? You know what I mean? Like, we all yeah. end up turning from the Lord, but it's just all about His redemptive love, or I guess just more of a dialogue. I was just curious your thoughts on that. Well, yeah, and, you know, and when we talk about Solomon, usually we just talk about the wisdom of Solomon, and we know that when he first became king, he was young, coming off the, you know, coattails of his father David, who had brought peace to the land, and he was going to build the first temple, and so Solomon, as God asked him, what do you want, Solomon? Solomon said, I don't know my going in and going out. Uh, you know, this is a great people. I need wisdom. And God was pleased with that. And Solomon had wisdom. He was also intelligent, because you were talking about he was the smartest man. He wrote books on, you know, biology. He, he wrote Proverbs. He was a very, very intelligent man. But he had the wisdom of God. And there are those who came. We know about Bathsheba, or uh, the queen of Sheba, excuse me, that came to ask him questions, and she was amazed. And so Solomon was known for his wisdom. But here's the thing to remember, two things, I think, when we think about Solomon, because towards the end of his life, what happened was is that he began to, as he took in foreign wives, he began to build altars and to burn incense to those foreign gods. So he introduced idol worship once again. Here's the thing about wisdom, godly wisdom. It's just not knowing, but it's doing. And Solomon, it's interesting because in the book of Deuteronomy, you can look it up, that God told the children of Israel, when you go into the land and ask for a king, he knew that eventually they would ask for a king that the king, number one, was not to multiply horses. Second of all, he was not to multiply gold. Thirdly, he was not to multiply wives. What does Solomon do? He multiplied horses. You can go to Israel today. You can go into uh, the ruins where he had as many as 400 horses. That's like having a big you know, warehouse full of luxury cars. He multiplied gold. And he multiplied wives. He had a thousand wives and concubines. So he wasn't wise in that. He was wise. He was humbled at the beginning of his reign. And I think what is interesting as you read um, about Solomon and maybe where the turning point was, and I'm going to try to pull it up real quick. 
uh, in First Kings. He builds the temple. He dedicates the temple. And as he dedicates the temple, um, he begins other projects. And it says, when Solomon had done all that he desired, um, it's like then he began to build a house for himself. He began to build all these projects and everything else that I, I think he got bored. And the book of, you know, Ecclesiastes kind of gives that indication because he says it's all vanity. He talks about the parties. He talks about the knowledge. He talks about the prestige, the power. I mean, this is a guy that wore golden sandals. And I think he got prideful. And I think that that it took him away from the Lord as he had a thousand wives and concubines. That's why the Lord said, don't do it, because it'll pull you away. He told the children of Israel, don't get involved with the you know wives of, that worship these foreign gods. And he also became very wealthy. Jesus said that it's harder for a man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. You know, it's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than a, a, a wealthy man to go into the kingdom of God. He didn't say that it's impossible, but he said it's just hard because they put their trust in wealth. So Solomon, as he progressed through life, he was looking to those things. He put a lot of energy into those things. I think perhaps he got prideful. He got lazy spiritually. Uh, and it, he, even though he had you know, knowledge, even though he had you know, knew uh, all kinds of proverbs and stuff, he truly ended up not being wise because wisdom is not just knowing God's word. It is also living God's word. And he failed to do that throughout you know, towards the end of his life. No, I I think that's a fantastic perspective. I appreciate it. And even, you know, you referring to Matthew 19, 23 through 24. I mean, that's just, it's so interesting. And that's a whole nother topic. But yeah, it's just overwhelming to think, you know, kind of how that works. And I think that's a really good perspective as far as he he really got the wisdom. Because, you know, God ended up blessing him with all those things they necessarily didn't ask for. Even going back to, like you said, they shall not seek a king and end up being Saul, you know, before David. Um, yeah. They wanted the king, and there's like, hey, you know, God's like, they're rejecting me. Um, but interesting right. perspective. I, I just was reading it thinking, you know, the smartest, the wisest person, why, you know what I mean? Wouldn't he know to avoid those things? But like you said, Ecclesiastes, you read through that, and it really makes you feel like he, he was bored, right? Kind of with what, what was going on in the world and what's it all worth. And, you know, I think Ecclesiastes all comes down to the only thing that does matter is what we do for the Lord. Uh, but no, I really appreciate yeah. that perspective. Thank you. You bet. And, you know, here's the thing. A thousand years later after Solomon, here comes Paul the Apostle, you know, and he says something very important in the book of Romans. And he said to be, you know, spiritually minded is life and peace, but to be carnally minded is death. And, you know, we need to remember as Christians that we, you know, if we become carnally minded, just looking and enamored with the things of the world, we're just going to begin to smell a stench of death in our souls and in our spiritual walk. And and that's why it's so important that we just keep our eyes on the Lord. And he came to the conclusion, you know, keep God's commandments, fear him at the end of Ecclesiastes. Stay close to the Lord. So, hey, thanks. Appreciate it, Chris. No, thank you so much. I very much appreciate it. God bless. You boo. Hey, I want to get to Tony before we end the show. Tony? Tony, are you there? 
I don't know if Tony's there. Hey, Tony, Tony from Greeley. He wants prayer finding a job, so I want to pray for him. Um, and maybe he couldn't hang on um, on the phone. But, Father, I pray for Tony. I just pray for uh, him finding a job. You know his situation. I pray that you would help him to find that job, that you'd be with him, that you would guide him, take him to the right job, that he'd provide for himself, for his family. And, Lord, that um, that you would just, because you will supply all our needs in Christ Jesus. And, Lord, for all those who are looking for work, because during this pandemic and um, it's been hard and people have lost jobs and they're still feeling the economic effects of it, that you would help them find the jobs they need. And Lord, that um, that you would just uh, guide them and direct them in every way, provide for them. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Hey, we're near the end of the show. Uh, appreciate everybody that has called in and, and, and texted in. We didn't get to, to everyone. But um, it's, you know, hour goes by so, so fast, but Hey, Calvary live will be back tomorrow. And, um, at the same time, so be sure to tune in and thank you for your support. And as I said, those of you here in Colorado with the snow, be careful as you're driving out there and, uh, looking forward to when I'll be back with you next week, Lord willing, and, uh, to take your questions and your prayer requests, keep reading your Bibles. Keep reading your Bibles. Keep your eyes on the Lord. And remember, as we were just talking, Chris and I, that godly wisdom is not just knowing God's Word, but it's having it worked out in your life. So God bless you. Have a great evening. Be sure to go to church on Sunday if you can or listen online. And uh, keep your eyes on the Lord. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.